afraid raising the dead ain't within my power. Will it be all right? Should I be afraid? Somewhere in the mountains hereabouts. All she can do is take you straight to hell. You go home and you bury your boy. Some folks will say is how she's got powers. Who are you? Ed Harley. What do you want, Ed Harley? Sad. You're looking for vengeance. Vengeance. Sad. There's no graveyard way back. Deep in them woods. The thing you're looking for is in there. It was an accident. No! No! Not like this! Not like this! It's got to run its course. Now it begins. It begins. Begins. Evening, everyone. Bam! Welcome at Ass Midnight Movies. I'm Jeff. Happy Halloween, everybody. It's Halloween month. It's my favorite month of the year. It's a third annual Bam Halloween special. I don't do it alone because if I did, I'd probably burn the place down. Mike, good evening, sir. Good evening. Actually, I'm kind of looking forward to this one. I haven't seen this one in, I, I, honestly, I don't even remember this one, to be honest. I, like, I know I've seen it, but I just like nothing. Like when I think about the movie, I'm like, I got nothing. I have not seen this movie since um, it's been it's been yeah, it's been a bit been a bit. I don't think I've seen it on Tubi or anywhere else. It's just like when you brought this idea up to watch it, I was like, hmm, there's one we could do. And of course, if you don't know, what we're talking about Pumpkinhead, directed by Stan Winston. That's right. Yeah, this was actually his first movie that uh, yeah. I'm not sure if he did any more after this. But I know he this did one more after this. It oh, why are you laughing? Because it's his bad. <laughs> what was the other one? Something, <laughs> something in Gnome. It was like a buddy cop movie with a gnome. It, it was, yeah, it was. I have to. I don't. I have never heard of it. Now I have to look. That uh, one. Yeah, look that one up. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I love me some Stan Winston, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, he did this one. Now, the, I know there were some issues with this one, so it didn't get a lot of a lot of attention. But I, I feel like it, like if it would have like had its time, mm-hmm. it would have got it, if it would have gotten the right attention like it deserved. I think it would have been um, it, it would have done a lot better. And, and Stan, I think, would have done a lot better in his uh, in his directing career instead of this one. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Something something like it was something uh, G- G- Gary and the Gnome or something weird like that. Sounds um, weird. I mean, I was gonna say, was it trolls too? Because lately, I've been up on a troll. No, kick. it wasn't. It wasn't even a, like a a, a, a troll esque movie. You know, it was supposed to be. It, it wasn't even a horror movie. It wasn't even his genre. You know, it was just. So this, it was like a like a buddy cop movie. <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to find it here. Hold on, because I was watching something about like his career beforehand, and I was like, he did what? 
Yeah, but yeah, this one was um, this was still. I mean, this was in the height of his, you know, at the height of his his you know, career. I think he just got done doing Terminator and Alien, mm-hmm. um, or Alien. Sorry, um, I think it was around the same time. Thing, the thing. I mean, so I mean, he was like at the height of his, like like I said, you know, of, of his of his, uh, you know, his uh, special effects career. Yeah, he was turning those creatures out, and the creature design for this film is really dope. By the way. Really dope. I like the design of the pumpkin. And what's thing. funny is like when we get into it, he really wasn't that involved in it. Really? Yeah, because he was so Other involved the in the directing. He, okay, it, he was directing. That's he right. He was so, so was, involved in the directing of it. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into it. If okay, we, I, I want to find out because I, I thought that he was like maybe the reason why the movie kind of suffered was like he was like splitting time or doing mostly the effects. Well, again, the, the movie itself, when we watched the movie, the movie, it didn't suffer. The movie getting the proper promotion and attention that it deserved. That's where it suffers. So. Anyway, guys, you don't want to hear us yap. You want to hear us yap while we watch the film. Ouch. Sorry about that. Uh, I got it queued up in zero, zero, zero. Uh, Mike, before I hit play, streaming services that you're located on, is it 2B, Crackle, I guess? Oh, God, Pumpkinhead, no. Shit, I'm trying to remember where. uh, Redbox. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to give the good folks out there an idea where they can find this film. Pumpkinhead on streaming. Watch movie. You can watch it on uh, Fubo TV, Philo okay. TV. So basically, any of the sub- TV subscription services, they most must have it in their uh, in their in their list. You know, Sling TV, Amazon. So any of those. So yeah, they probably have to dust it off till you hit play. It's like it's like like yeah. giggles and stuff like that. I can't believe they're playing this film. Well, we're playing it. So anyway, guys, I do a normally a countdown from three, two, one, play, and that's what I'm gonna do. So three, two, one. Press play. Good old MGM Studios. Now, this was also um, uh, released via... um, God, what was the name of the company that did this? Uh... D, D, uh, was it uh, De Laurentos Entertainment? De, Mm-mm. we said you. Know, uh, what was it? Um, Bill and Ted's excellent. Uh, Bill and Ted's first movie was a uh, was supposed to be through them. Uh, then it got uh, pushed over to a different company. Then uh, this uh, the Transformers uh, animated movie was done through them. So they one of the reasons like they talk about the the movie having issues as far as like you know the promotions was because this company was going out of business as they were releasing this movie. Oh well, that makes sense. Didn't have enough money to. Hey, good old Lance Hendrickson. Probably at like the, um, I guess you could say sort of the height of his career, although he's done a lot of stuff in his older years too. He did a film that you mentioned um, that, that I watched and I, oh, with um, Viggo Mortensen where he's the older guy. And just a, I forgot the name of the film. You told me about it and I watched it. It's just uh, not a tearjerker, but it's kind of like has some sniffy moments. A gnome named Norm was the name of the movie. That he uh, there directed. You go, yeah. Anybody can find me that movie. Uh, let me know. Yeah, it's uh, By the way, what a cool beginning this film. It's so the music. You have like the fire in the background. This is a great opening. And I'm all about music and Richard Stone. He kills it with his score. Yeah, most people will, don't don't realize or won't won't think about it, but he's he's the one that became uh, the the uh, 
the composer for the revitalize the revitalization of the Warner Brothers animated during the nineties. You know, the Pinky oh, and the Brain, yeah. uh, Plucky Duck, Animaniacs. He was the orchestra. He was the composer for all of that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Most people, yeah, most people don't realize that that's uh, that's like that's really where he got like he became a you know got his name at. But he also had had done stuff like with um John Hughes with uh like Ferris Bueller, Sixteen Candles. Ah, okay. So he was um, but you know, but he done uh, had done some other things. But yeah, his big claim to fame, like years after this movie was doing the uh, like I said, I mean, just every all of the nineties. Revival, you know, of uh, of Warner Brothers animation, even Freakazoid. I never got into Freakazoid. Oh. Did you like that? Oh, I love Freakazoid. Never yeah. a big fan of it. I don't know. I just turned it off. I was like more Animaniacs, and I was like, yeah, hey, I'm done. Have they announced to do another Animaniacs re- revival, or was I just hearing things? I thought I heard the same thing too, or maybe okay. they've already done it, and we're just like. Too old and not seeing it. I guess because I know they did Ducktales, which I haven't watched, which people tell me is phenomenal. You know, it's funny. You look at horror films like this, like a one-off spooky tale in the woods or whatever, and you would say, I mean, if you're watching this movie with a, you know, like I'm watching, like you're watching it right now, and think, oh, these films they won't work nowadays. Here's a shocker. These films will work nowadays because they're doing them right now. Yeah. I mean, this one definitely would. It is. Like, this is just a a short to sweet beginning, middle, and end. You got some lore back. Actually, they made three of these films, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And it's funny is um, actually, yeah, because I think the, um, the fourth one or the third one, Lance comes back. Yeah, because he's not in the second, but he does come back for the third somehow, and I think his granddaughters. I know, I know. Still, Lay Moonfry is in one of these films. She's not in this one. Well, you know, you do know who's in this one. Yeah, Blossom. Yep, my Bell Alec. God bless me. I didn't say that right. Sorry, guys. But she was uh, for you guys who watched The Big Bang Theory. She was Sheldon's girlfriend, or she wanted to be his wife. So you will see her. She's yeah. She's one of I think she's one of the town town kids. Yeah, she's one of the town kids. Yeah, she's well Wallace's kid. That's what it says here. It's Wallace's kid. She doesn't have a name. <laughs> no, it's no, it's Christine Wallace. Is what was her? Oh, name. Okay, yeah. And also, Michael Myers is in here as well. Um, uh, Dirk uh, Warlock. Oh, is he? Yeah, he uh, he's the one that played Michael on, uh, I think it was Halloween 2, 3. He also, um, he was Kurt Russell's uh, stunt double for like a long time, for about 25 years. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, he's uh, he's been around. There's somebody else that does, uh, that does is in here that was like, that tied into something else. Oh, I think I might know. Oh, uh, uh, the kid that, or the gentleman that played the young Clark Kent. Oh, Jeff East. Yes. yes. Yeah, he's in this as well. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, I knew there was, was, was like a, there was another yeah. there was another connection to, to to another franchise. I was like, I knew I knew I knew Maya was in this one, but I, I was like, man, I know there's somebody else in here. Yeah. I was gonna wait to spring that up there, but you kind of beat me to the punch. Yeah, now the special effects was part of it was part of Stan's you know 
like it, it was part of his company and he was had some say into it but really most of this was uh, there, there was a couple of guys that actually like pretty much ran the ran the uh Special ran the studio time. for as far as heck goes and a lot of people said you know, you'll, you'll hear a lot of like bad stories about um about you know hey you know the this actor or this director was like a handful and here you're talking about a, a new director i mean I'll watch some of his shots are just great amazing shots for new being a new director and him ca- capturing certain angles especially in these dark because you're going to get a lot of dark scenes here it's it's so weird that we're doing this film tonight and we were talking in the green room about the uh uh, werewolf by night and that's michael giacchino's first movie and from what i've been hearing so far it's it's freaking fantastic yeah. and he's a music composer so just think yeah. about that that's a switch right there you go from like a special effects guy a vx guy or creature creation that he was to making a film and so far from what i've seen shot really good and then you get giacchino who's a music guy and he's directing the film so it can be done but everybody, there was everybody was saying how how like fun it was to work with him because he he would like take a break, have fun, goof around with people, you know, on set, you know, make jokes and and just just have fun about it, you know. Everybody's like, we didn't. It was never bad going on set. I think that's one of the things you have to do as a director. You got to keep everybody loose because those are long shoots, man. Sometimes twelve, fifteen hour days. Here's a fun little fact. I'm sure, I mean, you know, and I know, but like maybe some people in the audience don't know. They don't shoot movies in sequential order. Like one day you could be shooting the ending. The next day you could be shooting the middle. And like your final day, you're shooting the beginning. So it's it's all about like, you know, hey, you know, I want to get all the uh, nighttime stuff done today. Yeah. I love the quick little shots right here, how they're showing the creature. You don't quite see him just yet, but you just, you see him like, the destruction he's What was the last movie we did? Ooh. Shoot, I'm trying to remember because that movie was shot like in order. I'm trying to remember the movie because I remember I was that was one of the facts I was going to bring up, and I was like, oh, "That's kind of mm. cool that they, they that they literally I... shot it in in direct order." Was uh, last month 80s month? No, no, last month was, no. Star, was Star Trek month. Star Trek, uh, First Contact, right? Was it? Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Contact. Now, this, most people don't realize this. This is actually based off of a poem. Like we see a lot of, you know, literary nowadays, not not so much nowadays. I mean, a little, probably a little bit more than normal nowadays, but we're seeing a lot of, you know, books and, and stories being, you know, converted look into. Look at Lance. Yeah, look Lance at him. Built back then. But, uh, yeah, this was actually based on a short poem. And uh, so they kind of kind of kept it. And the main reason is, like, like when you look at the character, you're like, he looks nothing like a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> you know. he doesn't like yeah. at first when I picked this movie up and this is like in the, in the blockbuster days and I'm thinking oh this is a because when you pick a pumpkin head it doesn't like at least the album sleeve that I had didn't show what it looked like just a pumpkin head. oh okay it's gonna be like a scary pumpkin head creature and when I got it, I got this is not a pumpkin head <laughs> yeah nothing like a pumpkin but basically they say you know the, the fact of that is this is kind of you know he because he comes from the pumpkin yeah, it's like he Pumpkin just patch, he sort yeah. of like evolved from the patch, and they, they explain it away, like or the witch does when we weed her. Yeah, 
Yeah, you've got like like sculptors Henry Al- uh, Alvarez, Gene Bishop is the lead man for the for the uh, for the art de- this uh, department. Um, yeah, your special effects was Grant Ardent and Howard Berg. Those were the like the main guys. So yeah, Stan kind of like did did the right thing and just backed away and just kind of let them do their thing. Kind of showed faith in, the, in his people underneath. Yeah, you got to. I think the more interesting fact is, is are any of these guys working in the industry today? Well, probably. I mean, you got to rest a lot, a lot of them, you know, age-wise. Yeah, well, true. Now, I would love to see them, to, you know, do this again. This it, is right for a remake. Yeah, right even a remake I, or a continuation and basically have, you know, Lance be there. Be the be the creepy guy in the woods, you know, the really old. He could. He could be like the um. Who was the guy that played that in Jeepers Creepers? Like the ending where he's like sitting there watching the creeper with a shotgun. He's like, I'm just waiting. Yeah, I forgot the name of the actor, but he could play that sort of role for like a newer interpretation of Pumpkinhead. Now, one of the guys that did this, uh, Howard Berger, he um, he's still yeah, he's still working. Actually, uh, the show we were just you and I were just talking about, Werewolf by Night. Uh, he's also doing interview with the vampire, the TV series. He's on working on the Orville. So yeah, I mean, he's still working in the business. But a lot of these guys did a lot, you know, the, the, the rounds for the, for the eighties, you know, early eighties, cause you got to realize, you know, the time frame. Oh, God. Of course, you have to have the freaking Goomba, the Goomba bad guy in this film <laughs> with the hot chick and, and freaking the nice car. Stereotypical bully from the 80s. Oh, dude, I fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Toxic Avenger the other day and who you want to talk about some bad stereotypes. Wow. I just cannot wait for that remake to come out. I just thought that was just so well done. I was like, man, what are they? I can't wait to see what they do here. Because like, there's, there's a couple of lines and some things that they say in there. You're like, oh, yeah, we can't. They're not going to be able to use that. And and when you had mentioned Toxic Avenger, automatically my mind jumped to Class of Newcomb High because uh, I watched his doubleheader with Joe Bob Briggs. And uh, that was and, like and, the first I, one. And then I, I did find that, by the way. Oh, you did? Oh. Are they sh- they're short, right? They're just like an hour and 10 minutes. They're, they're like this one, an hour 30. Yeah, something like that. I yeah, they're not too long. Maybe we have to do a double. Well, again, hour. again, you realize, guys, next year we're, we're doing we're doing horror all, all year long. So um, so you're just gathering up. I, this is all I'm doing ready. is just gathering for, for filler right now and for like bonus shows and just fun things. And, and to me, I, I always feel like the 80s has the best bad B-movie kind of horror other than like if you go to the 60s. Yeah, they, they're good. But again, they're, you know. Yeah, that's it's a little dated. Let's yeah. Be honest. And that is the guy who will show up later on in Hatchet Man, part one, two, and three. That's another one that I looked up and I found was Hatchet Man with uh, Daniel Harris. Another fun little movie. Victor Crowley, by the way. Ridiculous films, by the way. And it's basically wrong turn with one dude, but that's another one. Maybe we should throw in the libraries a couple of the wrong turns.
Now, Gypsy, if anybody, if Gypsy looks familiar to anybody, well, she. This was a. Uh, this was the dog from Gremlins. Remember the one dog that got tied up in the, uh, in the Christmas lights. Oh this, yeah, this the same, same dog. Same dog. Yeah, much. Her name is Mushroom. Okay, now how old is Jeff East's character supposed to be in this film? This is 1988. He played young Clark, 1978, right? Superman the movie? Yeah, but again, you got to realize he was playing teen Clark, so like high school, senior year kind of thing. So this isn't that far off. I mean, you probably he's probably only, what, a few years away? From 30? Is he about 30 in this film? Because I probably, no, no, no. He's probably, again, you got to remember, this is, these are... 80s movies, so everybody that played a teenager or 20s were usually they were like their, 45. Yeah, <laughs> they were like it was the it was the um what do they call it the 90210 syndrome? Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he yeah se in 78 he played you know uh, Clark, and he was what was he? He was 18 actually, so he was at the right spot for playing Clark. So that was that was spot on. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Yeah, because so you know, he's yeah the right at age. the time okay. yeah because he was born 19 uh, 19. Um, well, let me let me I take that back. Sorry. No, he was in his. Yeah, he was twenty. Yeah, because so he's he's, he's only sixty four right now. So he was so he, he was born in nineteen fifty seven. He was, was twenty one when he played Clark. Okay, so he's like thirty one in this film then. Yeah, because it's ten years okay. after after right. afterwards. All right. And I guess these are supposedly college kids. So I'm assuming so. I don't think they say what they are you know as far they as they never do but well, you just kind of look at the wardrobe and just kind of assume yeah like maybe just like middle of the college or like almost out god i love it i love well, see in the description again i'm looking at the description in wikipedia i know you'd look at you you've got your imdb they dis describe him as a group of teenage campers and so but again like i said he does not look you know teenage and here you should see maya here in a second i think she's over here playing by the truck And these are the kids that you'll see in the movie Children Under the Stairs. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, I thought those were Children Under the Corn. No, but didn't they have a Children Under the Stairs film as well? Uh, I think he... Here she is. Oh. There's, there's my... Hey, there she is. Uh, I'm sure they did. But yeah, I think he also had, like, what was that? What was that one that everybody fucking read? All the girls read in high school? Flowers? Flowers in the Attic. Yeah, Flowers in the Attic, yeah. That's another... Look at Blossom, little brat. And we have Cousin Arnold right there. The kids are, by the way, reciting the poem. Mm -hmm. Parts of the poem that, that this is actually based off. Ah, uh, okay. Not the full thing, but you know, it, it starts away with keep away from Pumpkinhead unless you're tired of living is basically how these... That's <laughs> how the poem starts. <laughs> it's not a long poem. It's like two paragraphs, so if anybody's interested, go out there, look it up. But yeah, it's... Now, now all we need is Zachariah from Children of the Corner Show. Enter the corn, my children. <laughs> now, there was a video game, I think an NES video game, for not this one, um, Pumpkinhead, uh, 
the Pumpkinhead's Revenge, Blood Wings. I think that's the second movie. That's the third one. I think third that's movie. the third that's, one. Maybe that's the third, the third one. one, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he... Uh, um, I think the second one was just Pumpkinhead 2. I don't think yeah, it but Yeah, there was a video game. It, it bombed because it was just another one of those bad Doom ripoffs. So it really never oh, got... Yeah, it really never got much, you know. But again, every, but back then, everything was trying to just be a rip-off Doom. Yeah, and it was just the same, like, scrolling down it was just so, hallways. And, yeah, and then, like, there were thousands after them. And honestly, I got I know I'm probably one of the few that'll, you know, that people will be like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? I was never a big Doom fan. I mean... Neither was I. I liked it. I, I loved, because I, I was a big uh, Commodore 64 kid. Like, when I grew up, that was my computer. And they had we had cooler games, and then we had fucking we had an aliens game, you know. That, oh, the aliens game was pretty yeah, where cool. you had to like you had uh, to actually go through the circles to land the ship. Then you had like each they had different types of games, like mini games in it. They had one game. I, I think it was called was it not, not Wing Commander, but it was a game that you played that you were actually like a test pilot or something, and it showed the screen of like you're in like in a jet. And you had a and it showed like all the screens, like the measurements and like the wind and how you had to like land it. It seems stupid. No, it was like, it was like yeah, it was one of the early flight simulators. Yeah, I think I yeah, had the like same a flight simulator. It was dope. I was like, I, I mean, I could never land the plane. I would always crash it because I couldn't get like my friend of mine. He was like big into aviation and stuff. He would just land it really simple. But I was like, I can't do this. And Probably there so. was a two comic book series. Well, first one that came out was uh, Dark Horse. And um, it only it was supposed to be a mini, like a mini series. So I think it was supposed to go, go for like six books, but I guess the sales were so bad on the first two releases, they just stopped. Like I was like, wow, you figure if they're signed up for three, you know, for three uh, or for a six book run, just do the six book run and call it a loss. But now they're mm -hmm. like, after the second one, they're like, yeah, we're good. Uh, I'm trying to remember the second comic book series came out. I think that was under Dynamite Comics. It was like, or Dynamite Entertainment, and that one came out and uh, published a five five uh, series set, and that actually finished. That was back 2018. Uh oh. No, he didn't. He just came out of nowhere. He was just—he just came there. out of nowhere. <laughs> he was just standing there. He was just standing there. <laughs> I, I didn't see him. Like, like, oh. It's not like the kid was the Flash and just ran up on you, dude. I know. <laughs> this is a uh, one of my other uh, posters I used to have. Like, dude, like I know you and I talked about this a while ago. Like, we both were like uh, poster whores. Back in the day, and I yeah, I would uh, I think it was movie gallery down the street. I, I I'd, I'd walk in there, get a movie or a video game or something, and I'd do my walk around, and I walk up to the counter, I go, I want that one and that one and that one. When you guys are done, and they walk over, put my initials on the back of the poster, and and whenever it was time to rotate, you gotta remember that was during the day when movie posters were at its height, man. Like they were so they weren't Photoshop shit like it is mostly now. Yeah, so not really. No, There's, some of them were were just copies of each other there were some of them but like some of them were kind of distinctive like the one like you said this one and there's a couple others like the last dark the original movie poster for this was shit was awful it was like just a pair of hands like 
cupping something. It had no no flair. It was like a dark picture. And like I said, it was just like two hands just coming down and cupping something. It was mm. boring. It wasn't until I think like the DVD releases. That they had like the, or like yeah, the DVDs that take right. more. It was, the, the, the yeah, VHS is yeah, but it was yeah, it was more not the DVD releases, but the VHS tapes. You know, when they started coming out with those, that's when they they got better, uh, better uh, you know, looking, and they they redid them. But yeah, the original like movie posters. Look these up, and it's like you're like that really. That's it. That's kind of fucking lame. I'm actually looking it up right now. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, I take that back. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like the original, yeah, the, like the uh, original theater poster just was awful. <laughs> Like what would you go see that? You as a you as a horror fan, does this tell you anything about what it is? No. It just shows a I tell you what, like looking at it right now. Yeah. You see the one it's a dark one, just the hands kind of cupping together and then Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Sideshow. Sideshow Toys did a uh, model of this figure. It's it's ridiculously overpriced, but my god, it's authentic as hell. And this is one of those rare, one of those rare movies where the dirty hillbilly or redneck and mountain folk aren't the enemy. No, you think about most most of the movies that you know you have like the backwoods person or family or or whatever. They're the villain. They're the the, the yeah. monster hunting him down. And this is one of those times. It's not that way. I mean, he, he in a way, he sort of goes that way because of like his heart being broken and his you know because he's already his lost son, his wife man, yeah. well he's already lost his wife now he's losing his son but it, it's not the initial one when you think of like you know well obviously you know the most classic one you know the, you know texas chainsaw massacre mm-hmm. um or was it uh was it, is it youtube or, or no, not your you turn or wrong turn is that the the one with oh, the, yeah, wrong, the, yeah. which one wrong turn one or two <laughs> yeah yeah Hatchet Man. I mean, come on. Yeah, but you so many of the backwoods kind of ones. Shit, even I just got to watch. I don't know if you've watched it yet. Have you watched X? No. Oh, I've heard things about it, but I have not watched it. you got to watch X. I watched it this week. I've had Good. it downloaded for like a year. Like, I was like, I was like I've been meaning been to watch it. on my site, and I just haven't watched Me it. Me too. I was saying, like I said, I've had it in my, I've had it in my computer downloaded for, for you know, a long time, and I'm like, why haven't I watched this? And dude, it is literally like... The concept is very uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre-esque, but with a porn twist. That's the whole point of the X is basically these kids are coming and renting this like this this farmhouse next to this older couple's house. And they're there just to film a fucking porn. And like what you think is the villain and who you think really turns into the, you know, the bad person isn't who you think. I mean, it's a great twist. I did not see it coming. Yeah, Cause I saw another movie come out and they were like the sequel to X Pearl. So I guess that's in the oh. same. Universe. Oh, they got a sequel. Crap. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I gotta go. Yeah, okay. so. That makes sense now. Cause I watched it cause I had never seen X. It was like the sequel to X. I'm like, I've never seen X. So what the hell is this? And it's called just Pearl. Should have been called double like X and then it should is. <laughs> but no, yeah. Watch that dude. You were, it is really, really good. Um, for your classic like type movies like that where they're like they're kids in the woods kind of thing.
Yep. So you're you're Guido douchebag. Yeah, that's him. Dude, don't mess with Superman. Now, I think Jeff East in Superman, he did actually get to put on the cape for like one scene when he's just flying out of the fortress when he's like been there apparently for like you know oh by the way no no, no 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 that he he aged up to become become yeah yeah he, oh, never, okay. he never wore now okay i just thought he did and he didn't even have a speaking role in that movie by the way that was all chris that was all chris speaking yeah. the dub. Yeah. yeah okay i was gonna ask about that that's because i was gonna say it's like my god he sounded a lot like christopher reeve <laughs> Yeah, always, it's always the Guido douchebag. That's it. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, he's still out there acting. He just doesn't hasn't done a lot. Probably just minor stuff. He did Pumpkinhead. Then the year after that, another chance. A couple years off. Blue Champagne. Like nothing I recognize, you know. Mm. See, you kind of understand where Lance is coming from. He's heartbroken. Lost a kid, like you said, the wife and. Just kind of driven to do things that, you know, maybe he shouldn't have done. By the way, when you said near dark, I was, I'm like, mm, that's another good one. For that's Lance. why you're like, well, let's just do this one. I'm like, did you actually read my fucking list I sent you? Because I know you did. I did. And that's <laughs> what I'm saying. But I like Pumpkin, but near dark is just as good or even better. But I like Pumpkinhead. But no, originally you didn't say this one. You you said something else, and I'm I like, I said something else. But you kept. Yeah. I saw the list. And I was like, you had a lot of good ones, dude. You had so many good ones on there. You really couldn't go wrong. Why well, no? But I, I I was like, man, I would have put money on that. You would have picked something near yeah. dark. Yeah. I always like to go against the trends. Yeah, meanwhile, we're still riding bikes. Oh, no, it was Trick or Treat. I thought you would have jumped to Trick or Treat. That's the one I thought you would have jumped Oh, at. that one? Yeah, because oh, I, I was like, because you because you yeah. always talk at, like, when we did Trick or Treat, like, a couple years ago, you were like, oh, yeah, and you've just been talking about that I one. Think That's it, what, I think what it was, I think after that, like, last year, I saw Trick or Treat, and I was like, this is really not that great. <laughs> like, it's one of those things that is because of because of they had these rock stars in it and because it had, a, like, a great soundtrack. It, it's one of those ones that kind of, you know, bores into our, our subconscious and our lexicon of our youth. And we just like sort Excalibur. of... Like Yeah, yep. And you just have this great, more romanticized version of it. Like, remember seeing it for the first time when you were a young kid and how excited you were. And, but when you come back and revisit, you're like, ooh, ooh, wow, yeah. Yeah, like uh, 
And again, I'll, I'll get so much flack from any like Star Wars fans that are out there. But yeah, I've reread the original Thrawn trilogy. And just didn't hit. Did not hit the way uh, I, re- I remembered it hey, hitting. Yeah. That's like you just said, man. Back then, it was just different. Well, back then, we were starving. I mean, yeah. you got to think. We, we, we were giving, we, we were literally given three meals of Star Wars. I said, okay, we're done. And now, then you know, we got some comic books, you know, and that, that kind of. I, um, I haven't bought that book yet, like How Star Wars Conquered the Universe. I really want to know, like, in between, you know, from 83 to when the prequels came out in 96. First one, 96, 97, or not probably 97, I think. Okay, um, yeah, 97, I think, yeah. All right. I want to know in between those years, how come nothing came out of Star Wars? I mean, we had the books. We had games. Well, Lucas, because Lucas was on doing his own career. He was doing, you know, focusing on, you know, ILM and, and his other other production companies. He didn't. Okay. And and I'm sure at the end, I mean, we can see it now and we always bitch about it and joke about it and make you know fun of him for doing it. I don't think the the, the technology was there for him yet either. You know, that's, think about think about what he also. think about what he did to his originals. Mm-hmm. How much he's gone back and, and twisted and twisted and twisted them into something different almost, and he almost ruined them. But you know, that subject to being to me not ruined, just added added more frosting on something that didn't need need any more frosting. You know, I, I can. Now, some of the things he added were cool, yeah. but some of the things he added were not. Well, they weren't cool, but they didn't detract from the story. No, nothing, no. Nothing, nothing like, took away. I know it's like we're all like purists, right? Like, oh no, we want the pure thing, but it didn't detract from what was already there. He just, like I said, we had a great cake. He added a little bit more too much frosting. Yeah, watch yeah, it. When that, I watch it, like, I just, I just scrape off the frosting. That's right. true. You know, that's really. Uh, it's not like he went back in and like completely re-edited the order of things and things were happening in different orders. And then, so th- if he did that, then yeah, I was like, okay, now you're yeah. changing shit. It's one of those moments I think that every every artist, every writer, every musician, they have to finally just somebody has to step in and say stop, just stop where you're at. Well, that's what he had. Let me take this original. away and present this to the world and and. You know, and I, I think that's what the problem was, because nobody wanted to say stop to him and say, "Hey, you know, enough's enough." Yeah, yeah too many yes men. That's what it was. It's so funny, you know, watching Andor, and I, I love Andor, man. Andor to me is the Star Wars that I, I love. It just, it's just fucking gritty down in the dirt like rebellion and like you know although i love the jedi and sith lore i mean don't get me wrong but like the stuff with the war like what's going on like the intrigue you're seeing like you know mon mothra and like just different perspectives of the lives of people in that universe it's just so good yeah you're seeing you're seeing that tension between uh mon mothra and her her husband and And her husband what a douche that dude is he first off He's got a man bun. So, number one, he's a great age. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> automatically. Know. Doesn't matter what universe you're from. We know what that means. <laughs> yeah. You're automatically, you're just a douche. You have a man bun. You get you get a top knot like that? We know. Oh, that's just a, that's an obnoxious fucking man bun. And who knew she had a daughter, by the way? Well, again, that's that's what I love about these extra, these these Adding other the stories is like yeah. we we know these characters. We love those characters and what little they we know of them we love that and that's now we're getting to see more of them you know there are some star wars fans that are like i don't want to i know somebody was talking about 
that they felt like they picked the wrong person from Rogue One to focus on. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, I would, I would, I would fight back on them and think, um, who would you focus on then? Yeah, because I didn't, I, I didn't, Jen Erso yeah. has to be taken out because she has. I mean, you, you could do her dad, like it, when he's he's building like the. Uh, so so it's going to be an engineering. Is it, is it going to be MythBusters of Star Wars? I mean, hey, I, I mean, hey, hey. <laughs> I didn't say. They, you didn't. Uh, I know. I was like, I was thinking. Okay, well, could have been the priest and his bodyguard, but I don't know if that's you know. I don't well, know today's culture, you could have done that. You could have gotten away with it. Yeah, because definitely you would have. You, there's a, the, definitely that that bromance or, or yeah. more going on there. I, but I think there was there was there wasn't enough told of Andor, just of him his name. He was part of the rebellion, and that was about it. And like just kind of his his touching base. And I was uh, I just watched episode four, three or four, and I love at the very beginning. Like they they, they are really drilling in what time frame this is. This is happening mm. at the beginning of Rebels. Because if you know, if you hear that they make comments about the planet that the Re- that the rebels series started on, you hear them talking about like uprising going on in this planet before they start talking about the, the death. Mm. So I was like, nice. And by the way, his antiquity shop is the biggest freaking. Um, I don't want to say tease, but like so many Easter eggs in that oh, shop. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's like heaven, heaven. I'm not gonna say what's in there. There's a couple things. If you're sweaty like me and Mike are, you could just like, oh, 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 you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio King where he's like pointing. Like, there's just so much stuff in there. Like, oh, I was like, wait a minute. I mean, obviously, it's just for the fans and if you know stuff, but it's just fun thing to look at. And it's not just being the Star Wars sweaty. It's being a certain type of Star Wars sweaty. Not, not you mm-hmm. know, not, you can't just okay. be a comic book fan, but you, you, know, you got to understand, like, you got to be one that plays the video games to notice a couple of uh, a couple of items in there. I'm telling you, I don't know if they're going to do it because they're, I mean, they're pulling a lot of stuff from legends and all that. I mean, they have a lot of lore to pull from, but nowadays you could pull Dash Rendar out there, man. I mean, Han Solo has been done to death. Dash is kind of like a new, yes, he's very Han Solo-esque. Even his ship looks similar to the Millennium Falcon. I get all that, but the way you can do it nowadays with the legends, you could, you could put him in like, you know, the Mandalorian time. Or put him in Andor's time. You could you could put him somewhere. You could I think you could, fit. but right now this is Filoni's world, and we're just, I get we're, it. Ju- I get we're it. just living in it, playing in it I right know, now. I know. I'm I'm almost at the I'm done Filoni moment, but there's a couple. You know, obviously I want to see Ahsoka. I, I want to see more of Ahsoka, but there's some other things. I'm like we just like I, like I said, I'm almost at my my, my end with Filoni on on it. It's like let's let's get some new blood in there. I mean he's he's been part of this for a long time. I mean, you got to think, when did Clone Wars start? Uh, this 2000, right? Yeah, 2000. so you're talking, he's been he's been part of a, a major part, whether folks know about it or not, he's been a major part of Star Wars creation in the world for close to 20 years. So, you, and you got to think, the, the amount of product, story, and lore that he's contributed is, I got to say it, and people are going to go, ooh, what? It's been more than George Lucas. When you're you right. think of it, not no, only, no, no, you're his exactly twenty right. years has been twenty straight years going on. You got to realize Lucas, Lucas was in pockets. Break. Yeah, it was in pockets of time. You know, you got to look look at what you know. Like George had like a good like seven years run or eight year run with 
with the first three trilogies. And then, of course, you know, the second group of trilogies. He goes, I think know, he should do something else and just maybe come back to it. Like do something like a passion project or passion projects and and come back to it like rejuvenated. Yeah. That always helps. Like, like Favreau, you know, he's he's in that in this world now, but he, like before that he had done other stuff. So, yeah. But again, you had to realize Filoni was the one that George handed the book to, like quite literally handed the book to of Star Wars lore and said, hey, you're the guy. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's time for, I know they've attempted to give fresh blood in there in the movies, but I think it's, I know, and Filoni's young. So that's, that's another thing, you know, that that's he's, he's thing. not, I don't he's think, I don't think he's going to give up the reins. 50. I don't think he's 50 yet. So no, he's like yeah. I said, he's, is he our age? Yeah. 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 So he's, he's got time. I just, I like, let him do other stuff, you know? Well, I mean, now they're letting him do like a live action and, and, you know, his production like that. Like now, you know, Ahsoka, I think Ahsoka will truly be his first true. That's the, Ahsoka's going to be his bar. Like if Ahsoka's good, mm-hmm. he's gonna keep going on in this universe. If Ahsoka is so so like Obi Wan, even though I liked Obi Wan, I think they're gonna be like, yeah, well, maybe you should just stick to the background, you know, just providing story details. But no, he's been the writer though. You gotta realize, I mean, he's been a big part. You know, he's he was the he was the one like like kind of like they, what they did in Star Trek. We talked about Star Trek last month. How at the beginning of the season, they, they, hey, you know, you've got star date this to this to make a, a story happen. And so I think that's kind of where he was. He's like, hey, you were going to cover, you know, focus on this area. I know the lore. Come to me. I can extend storylines. I can help you, like, you know, connect the things, you know. Um, I think the only one of the ones I think out of Obi, was it Obi Wan? No, the Mando two season two that I kind of had a little issue with was, um, oh, it was Black, uh, Black, Black Chrysanthemum or whatever his name was. I, I don't. I think they should have like had him beat up like he was in the comic books. I know that yeah. sounds he he looked too clean like he should have had his eye you know missing. he should look weary he should like he li- like he, he'd been through the battle yeah you know? exactly because he looked uh, too pretty yeah <laughs> well because I mean before that in the lores before that he had fought Obi Wan and he had lost mm-hmm. his eye and you know he, he had some damage to him and I think that would have been cooler to at least like to, at least to show hey you know what I've been around I've been messing with people you know and and other than the the uh, what did he have he had, I know he had um. Try to remember what he had hanging off of him. That was another species. But yeah, the, he, there were certain things that like kind of hinted to him doing was certain it things. Many both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I want like right now, Filoni's getting ready to start his the things we we want to see as like hardcore sweaties. We're gonna see more Soka, but there's heavy leaning into it, and we know it's being cast right now uh, for um, for shit. Just do a blank. Blue guy. Is it the acolyte? No, blue guy. Uh, Thrawn. Thrawn. Sorry, just Thrawn. Real, Thrawn. Yeah. yeah, we know we're getting a live Thrawn. That's like that's like the cusp for like every like hardcore legend sweaty. I'm not even talking about the just the movie guys. The like these are legend guys that you know that read the books and and have watched Rebels. And, you know. So yeah, that's that's like that's like that's why I'm like I'm not done with him yet because he's about ready to start things that I've been dying for for decades. And hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's good. Again, everything. I mean, I, I wasn't completely disappointed with us with Ahsoka's. You know, with with who's there and who's doing it. First, I was kind of like, eh, I know she's like wanted to do it and she's doing an okay job, but to me, it's it's not quite Ahsoka. But again, we have you know so long of. You know the animated Ahsoka in my head, and to me, the Ahsoka that shows up in Rebels is the Ahsoka that I 
identify with. I don't identify with the sky guy and I get it. Like she had to develop. That was first that was first season. I get it. Yeah, but after I'm like, that she, you know, she she matured and became something. She matured and she became she became a character. She wasn't just like a comic relief. She but became I never saw her as that. See, I, at the, the beginning thing. I did. I, don't, I thought I she didn't. was comic. No, I didn't see her as that. She was annoying to you, so you felt thought she was her that that growth from that kid to what she became needed to happen. Mm. You need to see and, growth. And it did. You need to see growth on characters or it means nothing. like it's kind of the same thing we always talk about or i've always talked about like you know most recently with like the thor progression it's like we see this character grow and become something and then he reverts back and then grows and it's like like that we need the growth but we we want to still to have that okay they grew but they didn't regress yeah, in the last film he sort of regressed <laughs> And I've noticed after the fanfare and the excitement of the uh, of the release, I've noticed that 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 sort of become the 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 voice of 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 everybody now. They're like, really, that's what happened to them. <laughs> like I know a lot of people, like you know, that they're all they're, they just won't go to the movies. You know, they just don't want to deal with that shit, and mm. and they like wait. And and I know they're hardcore sweaties, and when they watch it, they're like, what the fuck? What happened to him? <laughs> If they bring him back, they're gonna have to fix that. But I don't. I don't think you'll see a Thor five. No. If anything, you might see him like you know cameo guest appearances, kind of, kind of like how you know what Mark's doing right now. Yeah, I think if I think full fledged, you probably see him in like in the Avengers movies. That's about it. I don't think you'll see like a Thor five. If if, if you do, it's gonna have to be like a really drastic take because Ragnarok was a drastic take from Dark. A dark dark world yeah dark world and then you had the um love and thunder which i thought was going to move him forward and then just you know just you know just didn't all right so what are we doing here so we're bringing this thing back to life and yeah she's basically completing the 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 blood agreement or the ceremony to bring pumpkin head alive. Cause you have to realize as part of part of this is that Pumpkinhead's life into staying alive is connected to his soul and his life force now. So one thing you'll notice, watch as as the movie progresses, Pumpkinhead starts looking more and more like Lance Henderson as the as the show progresses or as the movie goes on. Like right now, he's got this very thick, you know, smooth skin and everything like that. A little by little, he'll start like more. Yeah, you like look at his face. You'll start noticing like the the creases, the 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 eyes. Everything will because they're they're connected in some great practical special effects. Again, oh, yeah. just always great. I love. I don't know who's creepier, Pumpkinhead or the witch. Yeah. <laughs> She re she reminds die. she reminds me of um, the witch from a uh, from a uh, Hellboy. Oh the the yeah the the, the Baba Yaga yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was the most 
the creepiest part of that whole fucking oh that in that house oh, that was yeah. walking yeah, was... that Hellboy movie is underrated man I love that to me I I, I like that I movie. think I've watched that well although I did watch the first one quite a bit with Ron but yeah this one I, I... best scene. This is the scene that made Lance sign up for this movie. At first, he didn't want to do it. Mm. What, this one right here? That scene, yeah, where the kid comes up. What did it, you do, Daddy? And he just... Just broke down. Because originally, Lance didn't want to do it because he's done a lot of, like, horror movies and, and things like that. You know, he not long after, you know, before this, he did you know, the Aliens movie and... I gotta go chase her. Yeah, tell the Goomba that. Fucking Jersey douchebag. Hey. <laughs> Be nice. We're not all bad. Now, is burying his son supposed to bring his son back because Pumpkinhead's alive? Or I, I haven't seen this movie in so long, so I'm not sure. I got to figure that out. I guess at this point, she's sort of hypnotized. Again, boom. Yeah, what did you do? Oh, look at that. See, he's... Oh, wow. By the way, I, I love the way the this is shot, like especially in the night. It's not super dark where you can't see it. Game of Thrones, take notice. But I forgot that little feature right there that um that whatever Lance or Pumpkinhead is doing, Lance is gonna feel. Just bum rush him. Wow. Just beat the hell out of him like a rag doll. This is a thing they don't do too much of. And if they do, like the um the early day shots like this where you see the sun kind of like coming up but it's still nighttime I guess you would call that like daybreak or dawn break 
and the use of like the um like we see it now like how he's connected to, to Pumpkinhead like the weird lighting that comes whenever Pumpkinhead is killing somebody that's a weird little thing I didn't I, I, like I said I have not seen this film in so long but seeing that like look at like, like right now when he's in his little barn like it's it's in that orange type tint so when Pumpkinhead goes out and is killing something he's just sort of like goes into convulsions in that orange tint look at the dog yeah, like I said, when you watch, like I said, well, keep watching Pumpkinhead through the rest of the movie, like his face, and you'll see him slowly morphing. Into Lance. It, yeah, he just starts picking up more characteristics of him. And and uh, yes, uh, I know there's some similarities, and you're, most folks will see it, and most folks will not be wrong. Yes, there are a lot of similarities to the Xenomorph. I was just going <laughs> to say Because that. the one of the artists that did it. Worked with Stan on that, and so they kind of borrowed a little bit. <laughs> he looked, from, he looked like the, he looked like the Xenomorph from that horrible Alien yeah, Four movie. Yeah, the Alien Four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oof, man. Like if if it wasn't for that, the movie I think it would. It's still it's still a good movie for me to watch. All the things leading up to it, the cast was so good. Um, Sigourney Weaver being this like this epic badass because you know she was a clone. I mean, all of that leading up to it, but then to see the thing. That's when I like. That's what I like. I just sort of like blur it out. I, I I've learned to like appreciate what it, the things that are in films, and when something bad comes up, I just sort of like blur it out. It's like those moments for witness protection program. So I just blur that out. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I put something else over that and make it look cooler. Oh, done. Uh, she's done, man. Forget it. Don't even chase after her. You're done. He's done. Yes, and all of a sudden, a storm is happening while Pumpkinhead is going on a killing spree. Now, this cabin has been in a couple of horror movies as well. I think it was the Friday the 13th, I think the remake um, with with, uh, with Padalecki. Mm-hmm. I think this is the one, and it was in another. I'm trying to remember, it was in another movie as well. Cabin in the Woods. No. I think he's dead, Jim. Yeah, a little bit. Why are you hugging him? It's his fault. <sighs> Typical chicks of the 80s. But he's still a good guy. No, he's not. He's a goomba. Stop McCall's phrase and get it over with. I like how the witch is just sitting there like, yeah, what's up? Now, the guy that is playing Pumpkinhead here, he's uh, been in quite a bit. Um, he was in Aliens as in the deleted scene. He was one of the uh, the, the salvagers. Oh, OK. Um, he was in a movie that we've already done. We did last year. 
I think last year or two years ago, uh, he was in the Monster Squad. Uh, he was uh, he was Gilman. Oh. oh, okay. I think Monster Squad was last year. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, he was in Tremors, Alien Three, um, Wolf, Mortal Kombat. He was actually he played Goro. And he actually did. You ever see Mattress of Solitude? It was no, a short short story, a short film, but for about Batman. No, he plays Batman. So, yeah, he's he's been a part. Of, he's a big special effects guy. Pretty much everything, like horror or like sci-fi that we've ever seen. Yeah, he's been part of it. Uh, he was special effects for King Kong versus Godzilla, Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom. I mean, he's been around it. He was part of the special effects for it. You know, speaking of the uh, creature type films and series, I know this is kind of old news, but did you? Oh, look at that! Oh man, that's just like come out and play. Ah, eh, she's dead. But the last the Jurassic Park film crossed over a billion. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. That's wild. I don't think it was that great, but my, I guess people like dinosaurs. Oh, no. I, no. Again, you, that one, I, I had no question that it would do it because you got it's it's the culmination of the 90s in the most current series. So, yeah, it's... I had no question it was... I mean, it's Jurassic Park. It's going to hit those numbers. But they want to do more. Like, where do you go from here? Yeah, I think now now's the, the <laughs> stopping point. I mean, I, I like what they're doing with the animated show on, Net, on Netflix. Have you ever watched that? that? Yeah, that's kind that. of that's, that's kind good. of fun. I, I dig that. Uh, I mean, if they want to do more stuff like that, but you know, no more movies, not for a while. That's one you got to let breathe like, again. What, like, like do you like do you wait like 10, 15 years and try it again, reboot, or do you like if they want to keep the iron hot? Like, oh yeah, do you get ridiculous? Do you go dinosaurs in space? I mean, why I mean, not? They've they've done everything else in space. I mean, I mean that's that that's when you know you've jumped the shark when you go to space. Like I was watching the last Fast and Furious film, and, and I had said it before they had made the film. By the way, look at the way he looks. Oh, look at he is kind of looking like Lance. I said, yeah, and he, he gets closer, yeah. more and more like him. You don't mess with Pumpkinhead, man. And just great shots. I mean, yeah, I love that shot. And again, it wasn't like you know the whole creature. It's just like you saw like a little bit of it. And the way they use him, he's just so frightening. Like like his hands, like tearing the chick up to the tree, and not everything has to be, you know, gore, 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 gore. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it's it's really cool how that how he does that. He just, you know, you, I mean, again, this is Stan Winston's first time, and he's doing using the effects of light and hiding, and, and just like like that one scene where Pumpkinhead was, you know, in that doorway, and it was like this flashing light behind him, so you didn't really get a good look at the the character, but you could see he's there in the form. Uh, did you see that shot where he's in the trees, kind of perched? That mm -hmm. was kind of cool. See what happens when you defend a bad boy? You end up dead.
you know, in essence, this is, a, this is a broken man who wants to get his son back, the last piece of his wife, because I think subliminally he still loves his wife and through his son, of course, and he would do anything to get his kid back. Now he's kind of like regretting it. And it's just like, you know, uh, my son, that, that one scene in the truck where he's like, daddy, why'd you do this? You know, that's the whole film right there. And Lance is one of those actors that he doesn't have to say a word and he's still acting. Like if you, I think you told me you own the box set of Millennium. I oh, know I've got all the series. That's another series that he was so good in. Oh yeah, perfect. Oh Frank Black, and like the uh, what was it, the Millennium Group? My brother, my elder brother Alvin, he used to love that series. Oh, Every Friday, so I, oh so good. That's another one that's kind of ripe to like be remade. Or re-envisioned. Uh, yes and no, because the, you had to re- realize the whole point of it was the millennium was coming up and this mystery. I mean, you, folks folks that didn't live through it don't understand it, but you, there was this whole, like, in our a lot of the, the other culture was the world is going to end. You know, everything got... Oh, the little, Y2K and you know, all yeah, that? Yeah, everything got a little darker the late 80s or late 90s. I mean, after the grunge era, then the music started getting a little bit more electronica and a little darker. And that was... Millennium could not exist in any other time because what do you have that really like you know this foreboding thing of the 2000s are coming up you know i, I mean know. The, the only thing you could do and it would be it wouldn't take on the the um supernatural or or her spooky side it would be more political but the whole fucking political scene right now you could throw in the, you know and that could that's cool. again that could be a really really yeah, interesting point but again that was the whole problem. point of but that was the whole point of millennium because it was this connection <laughs> to x files of this unknown and spooky things and you just I don't think that could happen now now uh, Sam Sam Stan Winston was up for best director for a Saturn award for this movie like his first sure. one out he would he would but now here's a trick though <laughs> this is the oh, trick wow. though he oh. was against um, William Deere who did ha- Harry and the Hendersons good movie, good um, movie. Joe Dante inner space good, good movie, movie. Uh, Jack shoulder for the hidden good movie Robocop, uh, Robocop, Paul, uh, Ver- uh, I can never get his last name right. Verhoeven? For Robocop director? Is it, Char- is it Charles Robin? No, no, or Paul, no? Paul, Paul. Oh, Paul, okay. And and then another movie we talked about that actually, it's funny enough, Lance was in both these movies, but Catherine Bigelow for Near Dark. Most people forget Catherine Bigelow did Near Dark. Near Dark, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Paul won it for RoboCop. But yeah, I mean, his first movie outing, bam, he's you talk. He's, you talk about like those are some heavy hitters in those categories. That's exactly. Like, this is like this is eighty eight, and like I said, I mean, you think you look back and you're like, you and I talk about you know uh, Near Dark is like this really fun movie, but people like forget about Catherine Bigelow. You know, Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, Near Dark, uh, Stranger Days. You know. Xmas uh, is uh James Cameron. Yeah. Who yeah. oh, I re- I still love the fact. I remember when uh my fucking Avatar and uh and and Hurt Locker were going against each other and everybody's like, "Oh, James has got it." I go, "Nope. That bitch is going to win it from him." <laughs> yeah, that that was that that was like one of the big Yeah, that's right. During the Oscars. I'm yeah. glad you. At the at the Winchester, we had a little bet going and everybody's like, "What for what movie?" I go, "Hurt Locker." They're like, "What is that?" I go, "I didn't know either until I walked up." I remember going to see that movie where I walked up to the theater what I wanted to see, I missed by like 15 minutes. So I'm like, ah, and this is before the 30 minute fucking um, mm-hmm. long fucking trailers. So by 15 minutes, I was like, oh, I knew I, I was like, I'm going to miss it. 
So I, uh, I just standing out front and I'm just looking at the posters and I just see this poster, this guy in the desert pulling something up and all of a sudden you see th- like six bombs around him and it just said Hurt Locker and I had no idea what this fucking movie was about. So I, uh, I was like, went in and I, I walked out of there. I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? And by the way, the dog figured it out. <laughs> of course. Dogs all know. My dog is sitting right here. He's like, what the hell is going on? He knows. Man, you want to talk about a great... Oh, my! I'm looking at the Saturn Awards that, that year for best costume. Princess Bride, Robocop, The Monster Squad, Running Man, Lost Boys, Masters of the Universe. Wow, man. What a fucking well, awesome that, year. Would, would that Masters of the Universe film be fallen to the... No, I guess it wouldn't. I guess it's more sci-fi. Yeah, that's more sci-fi, yeah. Well, but the He-Man is sci-fi. I don't... Yeah, everybody's like, oh, it's not... But it, it's not fantasy. It's more sci-fi. By the way, happy birthday to Masters of the Universe. It turned 40 years old. Wow. 40. So we really can't call him Prince Adam anymore, huh? Yeah, when he's that old. Shouldn't he be a king by now? Yeah, sure. Or I guess his dad should be still... was. Maybe they should make a Masters of the Universe, but a Game of Thrones style. Well, they're, 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 they're working on a new Masters of the Universe series or movie. Dude, go go Game so, of Thrones. Well, I that's know. that's the only way. <laughs> I know, I, I know, I know. It's just that's like a common trope. Well, no, that's. I mean, it's, it's that's what's so funny is like Game of Thrones. Everybody like thinks of that, but that's not like that. That's not the one of the ones that really created the Grim Dark series. But but uh, yeah, that's if they go that route, they have to nowadays. I mean, that's the one thing because you when you do look at fantasy, unless you get like high fantasy, like fucking Lord of the Rings you're going to end up, you should end up with more of like a grim dark, which is, you know, Game of Thrones style. Wheel of Time is, Wheel of Time is kind of Wheel of Times is, no, no, Wheel of Times is nothing. No, God, no. No, um, no. no. When, I talk, when we talk about grim dark, we're talking like, like the blood, the gore, like just nasty, you know, killing killing your father and sitting on the shitter. That's oh, grim okay. dark, okay? okay? Like, that's the best way I can describe it because you, you haven't read any grim dark, but grim dark is extremely, no, you're right. extremely I, like the descriptions of the rooms and the war and the gore and the ch- chopping off uh, Lord of the Rings. Not that style. Fantasy, that we kind of consider that more like high fantasy where you have your sorcerers, your, your you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put, yeah, I would put like Wheel of Time like more high fantasy than, than your than your grim dark stuff. But then you have your, you have your inter- intermediates too. You have the, you have a, a lot of sub subsections. Season two next year, by the way. They haven't said when, but it's, I know they said For it's twenty twenty. Wheel time. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, they did a um, did their panel uh, tonight uh, today or yesterday. Yeah, New York Comic Con. Yeah. So it's so and, and it and, uh, the shots I've seen. They've actually released the season two uh, trailer out already. I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't have a chance to see it when I finally saw the clip of the, uh, somebody talking about it. Follow up with this one girl that all she does is wheel of time TikTok and. Yeah, she's like, yeah, they just released this, and they showed you know, she showed some clips of the people acting, and they were taking up some of the roles, which I thought were really good. Well, that's your baby right there. So I just, I mean, I like the first season. I can't wait to see where they go. Well, not my baby. Remember, I, I, I mean, I enjoy it. I haven't finished it. It's a you're talking a 14, 15 book series. Yeah, that's a little daunting task. That's why I was asking. I was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> Because I didn't know who, like, the number one person was. I guess, what is it, the dragon? And when you find out who it is, I was like, oh, okay. 
again, like I said, I haven't finished the series, so I don't know where it all goes. I mean, it, this, it could be, you know, a massive swerve. I don't know. So that's why I, it's like I know what I know up to book five, I think, is where I paused. I think I, I think I want to feel like I keep wanting to go back and like start over again. I, I started re-listening to the audiobook just so I could like, you know. But you've got so many books in your table right now that yeah. you're doing. Well, I, I really want to finish the uh, the uh, Dresden Files right now, especially it's Halloween season. So I'm trying to read some uh, like spooky, fun horror movies. Oh, there's but, another one that came out. Uh, Hellraiser came out today. I am behind. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, Hellraiser I have to wait for. I don't, I'm not, I don't have Hulu, and I will not get Hulu. For reasons. Understood. Cool little graveyard shot right here. The way they panned, like I was talking about, like the lighting. We were talking about that earlier. The way they use the light here, like it's not so dark, but it's still you see the moonlight like seeping through with that little you know cabin right there. Again, I mean, great, it's just, great, fo- great, great photography on this. I mean, yeah, that's cinematography. Yeah, cinematography as well. Again, this is another one of those films. And by the way, look how ominous having the the crucifix everywhere. What do? How do we kill it? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Hellraiser, I'm actually reading the book um, that it was based off of, and uh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> It's so funny when I hear people complain about Hellraiser and the Cenobites and Pinhead. Mm. When you read the book, they literally describe him or Pinhead as female, mm. like female in in like shape and movement. So I always uh, <laughs> when I'm reading, I know the lore. They were always it was always a hell priest. It could be a hell priestess, and but no, in the book. Oh, they describe that the her movie, as a, as a, that they describe the leader of the Cenobites. As it, and they describe they don't call it Pinhead, but the, you know when you they they describe the head, but the, how they talk about the body movements and the in the body shape, very feminine. That's why he kind of wore that sort of SNM outfit. Like it was very it was very female like yeah. almost. But yeah, I just thought I thought that was so funny. Like. When I'm reading this, uh, I'm like, like I'm reading the book, or the, it's not even a book; it's a novel, it's a novella. Um, and then I'm like looking at people bitching about it online. I'm like, do you guys just talk out of your ass and you don't even like look things up? Because yeah, but yeah, if anybody's interested, it's uh, the Hellbound Heart is the name of the novella. It's not a not it's it's a short book basically. I don't think he's or it's called Pinhead. I think they just gave it the name Pinhead because of the pins. Like I think in the novel, it wasn't even named that, right? It was called. No, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. They because they, they talk about the Cenobites. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they, they definitely refer to the Cenobites, but they don't. They describe Pinhead as just as you see him. Like they, they talk about you know, you know uh, sectional like needles in the head and stuff like that, but they don't call Pinhead Pinhead. Well, was it he described as a hell priest, or that was not true neither? Uh, not, they were kind of described it as something like that, but yeah, like I said, they the name, like I said, was never, yeah, he was just, he was just one of the Cenobites just, and he was just described 
and then then the movie when they were doing it, Clive just decided, okay, we're gonna call him Pinhead. Look at that! Look at that! That's amazing. That's not CGI. That is all animatronics right there. It's not even animatronics. That's a dude in a suit. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Take it back. Still is creepy though. I'm looking at me. It's looking more and more like Lance. Now, what's going on here? Is he afraid of the crucifix? Well, again, like you said, as they were walking up to the church, you're getting like a lot of foreshadowing of, you know, what mm-hmm. he doesn't like. And no, oh, and these creatures are going to have a weakness. Get away from me and my kid. You know, if you wanted to, I mean, I don't know if they'll do it, but you could have this whole weird kind of like backdoor, outdoor hillbilly type universe with Pumpkinhead, with Wrong Turn, with Hatchet Man. You could sort of all combine them. Well, you want to stick to like the supernatural. So I would probably do Pumpkinhead, uh, Evil Dead. Oh, Evil Dead is yeah, another one. Yeah, because you kind of want to, you kind of want to keep the supernatural element. But so you, you, you'll take the hillbilly killers out. Yeah, yeah. If you want to have like that, that kind of like a weird shared universe where all these powers are like you know converging in okay the woods, you know that makes more sense. I don't know, but I would like to see Victor crawling in the weird wrong turn in braids. Well, maybe he like he shows up as like the tow truck driver, kind of like hey, yes. yeah, you know, he's oh, whoops. Ooh. Took the chain. What a damn! He, he's not stupid. Man, he lifted that bike with one arm. He's like, screw you. Ah, oh, he, he helped him up. You're right. Look at the way his face is changing. It's like subtle changes, but you can see like the eyes. It's like the eyes were like this. Yeah. You guys see me on camera, but then now they're like getting more sunken in. It's like little parts. Like I said, I have not seen this film in so long. I know. I'll take care of it. So this was originally wasn't named Pumpkinhead. This was actually originally originally named Vengeance the Demon. Which it sort of like a little bit point like kind of nail on the head kind of thing, you know, describing it, but I, I think it was I think Pumpkinhead just has something a better a better it's, ring. Yeah, it's just something more about it. Look at the way he Oh man. Poor Jeff East. Goodbye, Jeff. My namesake. See you later, buddy. 
No, I was looking at that shot where he was like trying to crawl away. He just sort of smiled. He said, yeah, you ain't going nowhere. Well, I guess his Jeff is still alive. Jeepers Creepers would also fall into this universe yeah, too. I there think. you go. Yep. Yeah. And you know what you could call it? You can call it Dark Universe. Ooh. <laughs> that um, that photo showed up the other day. I, I was watching TikTok, and some guy was making fun of it. He's like, "Yeah, we could have another Dark Universe." And they, they, he just kind of put like his head on over his head. I was like, oh boy. Say what you want. I was looking forward to it. I and was I, too. And I, and, I, and I had no issues with the movies either. The, the one movie that was in it. I so. like The Mummy, man. I didn't hate it. It's just, I, I guess other people, I don't know. I don't know what the big issue was. Like the Tom Cruise became like a demon god at the end. Like I didn't care. That was, that was not a big thing. I wanted to see more. I was like, I want yeah. to see what happened in Jekyll's lab. Like, he had a vampire teeth and he had a visible man. He had Frankenstein. I, and- I think, again, I think it's the same thing that happened with WB. You know, got scared, got thought, thought you know, were like, oh, this is a cool concept. But then when they started, like, pushing through with it, they're like, holy crap, this is big. I mean, it could, it could have also been, you know, maybe there was maybe some film rights that they were having issues maybe, with. Maybe. Maybe. But don't they own those rights? I mean... <laughs> I thought so because I mean that was the whole point with um, Universal with, with, well, with, uh, with the Monster Squad. If yeah. you remember, they never really named that wasn't the creature of the Black Lagoon. That was that was the Gill Man, mm-hmm. Frankenstein's monster. I don't think they were. They, I think they named called him Frank. But Frank, when yeah, you look at like his design, they took the fucking uh, like the things off his neck and put it on his head. Like they had mm-hmm. to make modifications to where these creatures were recognizable as classic monsters, but they couldn't name them. What they were. I mean, a wolfman's a wolfman. You can't take that away. But yeah, yeah it's, it's, but there were just certain things that they had to alter to to do. Then we got that Invisible Man movie by Blumhouse, which I really liked. And they're doing a um, what is it? Uh, Renfield. That's coming out, I think, next year with Nick Cage's Dracula. That'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Not so sure on Nick Cage's Dracula. Like, and, and oh, I, come like, on, I, man. I, I just, come I, on. I would prefer them to make it a more like, <laughs> like serious thing, but I, I don't. I know, I know. I, you wanted to be more of a. Want to be a little bit darker. Sorry, that's this. Yeah, I know, I know. But I still want to see it. Yeah, so they're saying yeah, basically the dark universe failed just mostly just because box office bomb of the mummy. But was it a bomb? I I, I would have to. See. That's what they are saying here. I got. Do you, do you have the box? Do you have the? Um, I'm pulling it up. Pull it up now because I want to see how much of a bomb it really was. I want to guess the budget had to be 150 mil. And it made about three fifty. No, it made four ten. Okay, so four ten. But I'm just trying to find the budget. It made money. Budget was 125 to 195 million, and it made 410. Okay, so you got to figure. How, did, how does that equate to a bomb? 
I guess they were thinking in the billions, and that film was never going to make a billion. No, it's you're, you're doing a niche category. You're doing a horror, somewhat horror based on classic horror movie monsters. You're you're really drilling down to a niche audience. Oh, look at he's becoming yeah. Pumpkin. Like That's I said, they're sharing they're, they're sharing souls in in this in the in the in like the life force. Another horror movie, by the way, in the eighties, Life Force. Look at that. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't think I think there was another reason. Yeah, look, you see him? You see him now? Yeah, in yeah. The face? That's that's Lance now. That's that's a hundred percent Lance. So you were saying the reason why you think it fell? Uh, I just I think they got scared because I mean what the excuse and the reasoning behind it, it doesn't Makes make no sense. sense. Yeah, that's, that's they a du- they doubled almost doubled their their profit or, or their or their budget. I mean, I'm not sure. Oh, so eerie, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm not, I'm not sure in what who, what eyes people consider it a bomb when you double your money. Now, look up the Invisible Man, the one that Blumhouse did. Ah, man, that is great work. So the creature takes on the appearance of the soul that he's sharing. So what am I looking up on this? Uh, the, I just want to see like the budget in the box office. Now that one was huge. I mean, that was a seven million dollar budget, one hundred forty four point five. But again, yeah. it's Bloomhouse. You got to realize they do low budget, and you got to think of this. This was low budget. You you, you literally aren't paying one of your actors. Yeah. One of your main characters really doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it. So yeah, so for them, that's a you know that's a super low budget, and you you've got you know Elizabeth Moss. Yes, I think was this one of her first movies. Yeah, because I don't remember her in any other films. No, no, no she, she no she'd been around for a while. I'm sorry, I take that back. Um, yeah, she was in West Wing for a while. She did Mad Men too, right? Uh, yeah, Madman. Yeah, so so, uh, but again, you just look at the budget, and you look at the special effects. When you compare it to like the Mummy, oh, big special effects. Oh you yeah, have everything going on, and then of course you throw in you throw in the uh, you throw in the Tom Cruise in in the. Uh, you know what? There and, it is. And you take it. Well, think there of the two. Is. Think of the two main actors that are in there: Tom Cruise and uh, who played Jekyll? Russell Crowe. Um, Russell Crowe. Crow. Crow. Well, Th- think about the budget on yeah, those two alone. Of, yeah, I mean, you're talking big there. Okay. I think I just figured it out now. Yeah. No. So there, there's most of your money, but again, at the same time, it's still you double your budget. Yeah, I think so, like, I, I like with Hollywood, I never understand when they consider a bomb a bomb. Because there's things in movies I see that they're like oh, epic success and they they're going to make more, but they didn't make double their money. And then there's some sometimes I see double or three times when you know what they made and oh that was a bomb. How? <laughs> and the thing they could have done and really like gone full force into the dark 
Dark Universe has had, like two bad, like one ready to go right right afterwards. Oh yeah, and the, in the merchandise on that alone, like I mean, could have could have done it. And, and I gotta be honest, I think it might have just been because it was Cruz. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I think when that came out, there were some issues that he was dealing with in the public eye. So. And I'm not a Cruise fan. Like I, he's not like, like you and I've always talked about. You know, actors that you know you, you'll rush out because you know they're in it. For me, he's never been one. You know that I'm like, yeah, I'll go and watch it because he's in it. That was a, that was a hard pill to swallow to go watch with him in it. Must have been. So uh, is she bearing Lance or is that Pumpkinhead or did somehow Pumpkinhead get the? Uh, no, that's that's necklace. that's Pumpkinhead, but because Pumpkinhead was Lance, he's got Lance Lance's uh, son's uh, necklace. Here. Interesting. Unless, but because it, it's never explained, maybe when Pumpkinhead I thought it was, died, I thought it was, maybe yeah. you might be you might not be wrong there. That mm. that might be a theory because I had again, there's no you know exposition about what happens, but maybe when Pumpkinhead dies, whoever called him out takes his place for the next go around. Makes no sense because doesn't he come back in the third one? <laughs> Lance does, but again, I don't. Again, there's no exposition as to what the spec story is. It does, I don't think they ever said, you know, you call him out, you take his place. You know, you, I don't think that's ever said. They probably just changed the lures the films went along. They had no idea. They were yeah, again, again, this it's not like it was based off a novel. It was based off of a two paragraph poem, <laughs> <laughs> and they made an hour and thirty minute movie. Out yeah, of it, yeah. So that's Pumpkinhead, guys. The first film of October. We're well underway of the spooky season. Um, I haven't seen this film in a long time. I enjoy it. Like, there's some a lot of things I didn't notice that Mike had pointed out, especially with the creature face morphing into fucking Lance, which kind of got me. The music is terrific. The shots are amazing. For first time director, Stan did a freaking knockout job. I'm had, not sure about it, the gnome and me. Yeah, and, and, had, and had a great, had a great, uh, I mean, a great team to work with him because I know, you know, he didn't do all of that. But oh no, no, of course not. Only as good as a team you're surrounded by. So, Mike, final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, one of my this used to be one of my all time favorites. I used to watch this all the time. Like I said, it was one of my one of my ones I had up on my wall, you know. So I would always watch it, and I was this got me to be more of a Lance fan. I um like I, I always had seen him in in, in uh, Aliens, but mm. this one really locked me in. And again, of course, you know, later on we see him in so many other great movies. Uh, it don't don't forget um there was uh. I remember a couple other movies. Yeah, he was in a, you know, a, a Terminator, um, but he just like I became a Lance fan after this. And of course, you know, once we see you know Millennium coming out, it, I was just yeah. all on board. So, but yeah, I like it. It's one of my cheesy B movies or not even B movies, like you know, just low budget ones that I love to watch. So. Same here. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen it in a bit, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. And uh, it's nice pointing out the things I hadn't seen before that I could bring to the forefront for people to notice and check it out on all those streaming services that Mike mentioned. Mike, let's get out of here. All right, guys, make sure you do check us out on Facebook. Don't forget, we this is our Halloween month. Uh, there will be this movie and several movies. We're going to have some bonus shows. We've got a, another a zombie bonus movie coming out. We did a – what did we do? We got tons. What do we know? What do we do? We did uh, Army of Darkness. Sorry, Army, or, or, or no, Army of the Dead. Army of, uh, no, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the, Dawn Dead. Of the Dead. Sorry. Yeah, the Dawn of the Dead. So I, uh, I, wa- I want to do. That's why the one I keep wanting to do Army of the Dead with uh with, with Dave Bautista. So that's in my head. How many? That's how many uh, again, bonus shows. Bonus shows. So, bonus. Bonus. So all right. So make sure you guys do check that out. And uh, if you guys have any questions or suggestions, please let us know. Like I said, next year we're gonna we're planning on doing nothing but horror. 
Um, and so we got some, uh, you know, we've got some months to put together. Yes, sir. Uh, like I said, throw on the Facebook page, DM me or Mike, let us know. And as always from Mike to me to you, bam. See you soon. Bye kids. <laughs>